what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.tv podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. My last name is Jackson. There's somebody to my right. His last name's Jackson. We are brothers. That's the way the show came together. It it's is called funny brothers how that worked Tech. out. It is kind of ironic. And uh, Brian, how you doing, man? Good, man. Doing good. You like that? I just kind of went into it and said, good. I kind of ignored any other stressors I have in my life. And I'm saying, happy to be here, man. Yeah. I'm Does saying that sound believable? I'm or good. I'm very good as well. We are both doing great. <laughs> mm. As I oh, said, oh, man. As we relax mm. a little bit to talk technology, because this is the fun part of our day now. Um, despite it- anything else going on in, in mm. our worlds, Brian. Once a week, we come together for a glorious, brisk 20-minute episode um, to talk about home technology, family technology, personal technology, what we're doing with technology these days, technologies we're getting interested in, whatever it may be. This is kind of our time to unwind and just geek out for a little while and hopefully get other people to geek along with us. So Nice. Yep. No. Well, that's cool. that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. So I'm sure hoping it's going to turn out to be, you know, an interesting part of my day, right? Well, so the challenge we'll is being placed down. <laughs> uh, we have a high bar to set for ourselves tonight. So <laughs> what we're going to do on tonight's episode is Brian and I have brought to the table some uh, just uh, interesting topics of discussion about some either new technology or maybe some developing technologies or announcements of new features on technologies that we just want to we want to share. These are not suggestions that we're doing. These are not recommendations we're making. This is not our bits episode where we give our brothers in tech suggestions. That'll be coming down the road a little bit. I, I can't recommend anything I'm going to talk about tonight. These are all more the ideas sound really good, or these are some new features I'm mentioning to try out, but I can't really vouch yeah. for anything I'm going to talk about tonight yet. So um, I don't know if you're kind of in the same boat. We might be demoing a couple of at things. At least one of them. Out for us okay, yep. at least one. Um, yep. So we've just got some new tech to talk about. And all of this tech is stuff I feel like are things that people could use in their personal lives. Um, it's things that affect their families or home or uh, other uh, sources of technology. So Let's uh, let's kind of get into it, man. Let's go ahead and start talking about okay. these things. We got a time. Well, we need to know, start because these, you know our our, these, our two hour our two hours will need to go by really fast. We keep these right? episodes rolling. <laughs> we keep them fast and brisk. We got to go. So, Brian, I'll yep. start us off. Yep. It's okay. Okay, um, sure. I uh, was really intrigued to hear an announcement this week uh, from Google about their Google Maps. Now. We all know Google Maps. I mean, it is a pretty, uh, I'd say it's still the the kind of the market leader in online mapping. It's Google Maps for traffic, for uh, roadways, all your, your your mapping sources. Google's kind of the, it's kind of the mainstay. Now, Apple has done some really great work in the mapping area. I personally yeah. use Apple Maps myself, but this kind of announcement, what Google's doing in the map area is intriguing to me and something I find myself 
I, I have already downloaded the Google Maps app again. I did not have it on my phone for the longest time. But seeing this announcement, I'm like, okay, this actually could be kind of nice. And I may want to start getting into the Google Maps again. Uh, hold on. Alan, so can I just come. real quick while you're, while you're doing mm -hmm. that, can I ask why did you go away from it? Why did was I go away from the Google improvement Maps? of yeah, was it the improvement of Apple Maps? That's what took me away. It was that Apple got better and I went back well, to Well, Apple got better. Apple. For yep. me, it's still the fact that Apple Maps is so deeply integrated with the rest of the system. Yes. So just, yep. you know, anything that's an address in a note or email, if Apple recognizes it, it can automatically go to, to your Apple Maps. I just like the synergy. I like knowing yep. I didn't have to copy and paste it into another app or try to choose a different app to do it in. But um, that's always been the case. So what mm -hmm. took you away from Apple Maps then to go to Google? Oh, no, you know well, I saying? haven't changed. I haven't changed away. Well, or I should say, you you said go back to Google. So that means you were with Google at some point before. Well, I was at Google early on before Apple Maps really got good. Right, right. You know, so it was Apple, Apple that got better, good yes. enough, and you went to them because of their integration. That's now right. you're you're looking at maybe there's something with Google that's yeah. potentially well, I started you to Google Maps kind of like back. everybody else did. Apple right. came in the and and got in the game. It was pretty rough at first, and I was hearing a lot of horror stories of people being directed down roads that don't exist, and just you know things not not working well. So I held off, and once I heard and kind of got a feel that it's good enough, I hopped on board, and I haven't looked back. This this announcement though it is really nice because it actually kind of serves a little bit of a need for me personally. So Google Maps is adding features to make it easier to explore national parks. Now, that may not sound like a lot, may not sound terribly interesting, but what we're basically talking about is right now, if you were to go to explore a national park and you take your, your Google or Apple Maps, if you're saying, well, give me directions to get to the park, it technically will guide you to what it sees as the middle of the park. Yeah. It doesn't really understand entryways. It doesn't understand once you're inside the park, what other dynamics or things are in there that you could find or trails you could go on or anything else. Google Maps is digging into that market now. So they are going to be adding for a lot of the national parks across the country capabilities to where not only is it going to help guide you to get into the park uh, correctly, but once you're inside the park, using it to actually see the trails and other walking places mm. you have available to you, giving you information on those trails, how difficult the trails are, whether some of them are better suited for running or walking or biking, and also identifying places within the park that you may want to see. Attractions, campgrounds, visitor centers, trailheads, any of those areas as well. So what I love about this is that I use an app called um, All Trails. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Brian, or ever used that yep. before. Mm -hmm. So all trails, you know, does, does this on a very micro level. It focuses on truly on like trails. So you could go in and say, I'm searching in a particular area on the map. I want to find some hiking trails or walking trails or biking trails. And it will find them for you, show you user reviews on what people said about those trails, how they rate them as far as difficulty goes. And then you can go in and, and get directions to get to that trail, the beginning part of the trail. And then it will actually track you as you walk that trail and kind of let you know how many, how much distance you put in walking on that trail and so forth. So it's really nice. Google's enhancements we're talking about kind of are doing a, they're kind of replicating all trails to some degree as well. Okay. So basically you'll be able to go in. Let me pull up 
an idea. It's going to be able to direct you into the, the, the proper way to get into the park and how to get where you're inside the park, where you need to go to get to your destination. It will show you reviews and feedback from other people that have gone to the park and giving feedback on even trails or attractions within the park. So it's hmm. not something about the park. It's now, hey, I saw this particular thing inside the park. And other people can be making comments or giving uh, feedback on it. What I think is where it really starts to get into the all trails uh, um, uh, world is it allows you now to download offline maps once you're inside these parks. So what that means is, is that if you go into a park and you still want to navigate yourself around on trails or to find other landmarks, uh, but the cell phone or, or uh, reception is really not good. And sometimes in these national parks, it's not because they're not really meant to be covered in cell phone signal. Cell phone towers don't really care too much about covering these areas. So when you get in there, you lose connectivity to your map. You're kind of It's kind of useless. So Google is going to allow you to download a map of the area. You see that on the screen here. You can kind of identify this is the map I want to, I want to get. And it lets you download it up to 40 megabytes of space for a downloadable map. So as you're now in the park, even if you don't have cell phone signal or any kind of internet access, you can still navigate yourself on the trail using Google. Yeah, that's nice. Yep. Yep. I just think this is really cool. I mean, right now, national parks are kind of, some of them are kind of surging. There's a lot of people visiting national parks. It's uh, um, it's a good time of year. We're in the spring and kind of going into the summer as well. So it's kind of nice to see these things. Google has rolled these things out in April. Some of the features are going to be later in April coming out. Some of them are available now. Uh, but it does seem to be a staggered rollout. I downloaded Google Maps today just to see about some of these. I couldn't quite find these capabilities in there yet. But the announcement came out this week, and they said here in April these things will be available. So I don't think it will be waiting too long. But I just like the idea. I like the idea of saying... Yeah, I do too. It's just guiding me to somewhere and then letting me figure it out when I get there. Let's let's go ahead and use this mapping technology to its full extent. And once I've changed my environment, I've gotten off a road and now I'm in a park. Great. Now start to show me trails, show me places to go, show me things to see within the uh, the, the Google Maps world. So it's really cool. Yeah. yeah so I, I I'm sorry to take you a slightly different direction, but this reminds me the other day, when you mentioned the idea of it downloading the map so that if you were going to be in a place where you don't have a signal, you know, you've still got where you need to go. And of course, the maps have been doing that fairly well recently, where if, mm-hmm. if I'm going to go for a drive and I've kind of clicked it, I want it to give me directions. And as I start to drive, it's already kind of preloading some of that. It's caching uh, a little bit in there, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is smart, right? Especially, mm-hmm. and, I, and I do wish it would get a little smarter. I wish that mm-hmm. the iPhone or whatever phone would say, okay, we're, we just scanned your, um, your travel. So I'm going from here to, you know, who knows, Eastern Oregon. It says, we just scanned this this travel and it looks like cell service is going to be bad in certain places. So we're going to download more during that now. While we have a good one, we'll download more. Mm-hmm. And maybe it does that. You know, I don't know when it's downloading that thing. But Alan, I wanted to toss this out because this happened the other day when um, I was driving out to the coast. And we have a mountain range between us and the coast. And as you go over that mountain range, you have zero cell signal for about, mm-hmm. I don't know, 45 minutes. And... Uh, 
and we were listening to music. We were listening to uh, Apple Music streaming, just, you know, my, whatever the, uh, you know, my, my music, you know, whatever the, the uh, latest hits are on the Apple Music. And what I was thinking is it sounded so funny, probably got maybe 15 minutes into the dead spot. And of course it stops because it can't stream anymore. Why, why couldn't it also do that? If I was, if I had plugged in and said, I'm going to the coast, here's the directions. It would potentially know, hey, we're getting ready to lose cell signal because our map that we're tying into says there's no cell signal at part of this travel. We're going to go ahead and pre-cache 10 songs, which is the number of songs it's going to need to get through that particular time, right? Yeah. Those are the things that really would be fantastic. They're always the, the frustrating things that that tend to happen. And I love how some of these apps have decided to do that. We know you're going to be on a trail, so let's go ahead and download everything about that trail now while we have, you know, while you're in the parking lot and you have a yeah. Wi-Fi signal and then be able to go from there. And I think there's so many extra ways that we could, you know, these phones could determine that. You know, determine you're going that direction and 15 minutes, you're going to lose cell service for a short period of time because we can see the That's map. You know, we can give you all this info. Yeah. Well, even a step beyond this, you know, with the, the Google integration, I'm talking about the Google enhancements here on Google Maps. So even if you're planning on touring an area, you're planning on going to that park next week. You're not there yet, but yeah. you know you want to go ahead and have an offline copy of that map before you get there. Like you could go ahead and pick it out on the map, say, go ahead and download this map. I want this whole area on my phone offline as soon as I get there. So it's not even a matter of having to figure out when you get there and there's a low signal and it's having to do any kind of downloading or caching before you walk in. You go pull it early. Yeah. Just go ahead and map it all out. I mean, I would plan a trip and say, look, we're going to hit these three parks over the course of the week. I'm going to go ahead and download all three of those park areas and have offline versions just in case I don't have any connectivity and we're set to go. So do you know if uh, the, the download quality of that is pretty good? So I, I don't zooming I don't. in, pinching in and continue to go down to lower and lower levels. It would seem like, you know, that you get some level of specificity, yeah. right? I don't know only because I, I, you know, all I see is that it will use up to 40 megabytes of your free space on your phone, which isn't a lot. Right. It's pretty small, but again, I don't know what map data calculates to like i don't know how much space it takes to get a really good high level detail map of an area so um i'd be curious to try it out i mean again it's supposedly said it's already rolled out these features from most of the major national parks across the country um the uh, great smoky mountains kind of being one of the biggest national parks that people go to right now uh, was one of the first ones they highlighted but there's several others they've already rolled this out or rolling it out to so I just encourage anybody who does a lot of traveling to parks, hiking in those parks or or walking trails in those parks, this may be a really good enhancement. I mean, I'm not going to move away from Apple, Ma- Apple Maps just for this, but I like the idea of having Google Maps already set and installed in case this comes up because uh, yep. it really does make good sense to have those capabilities built in like that. Yep. Agreed. Yep. That's cool, man. All right. Yeah. That's Google Maps. A little enhancement area there. No, um, I'm going to roll us into another topic, and I know you've got some thoughts on a related topic as well. But Brian, we uh, talked about we talked about sports on Apple TV Plus hmm. a few episodes back. Okay, uh, we talked about kind of sports in general, kind of how to watch sports on streaming services, and we brought up the fact that Apple TV Plus had rolled out 
uh, Major League Soccer had the entire Major League Soccer season that they were going to be handling the streaming for. And then there's also baseball. Is baseball, do they have the full package of baseball or just select nights and games? I think it's still select. If I'm not mistaken, it was like Friday nights or something like that. They still have. Mm -hmm. We talked in in that episode about the idea of what could be some really cool enhancements that you could do if you had that kind of interactivity on your, your sports broadcast. So in other words, you're not tethered by a cable broadcast or a standard linear broadcast. You can make use of the technology. What could you do with it? How could you make that sports watching experience better? I saw an announcement come across and I don't know how long this has been out, but I just saw it like, to me, it's news. And I am not a soccer viewer. I don't watch soccer. I don't understand soccer. Uh, I want to desperately, but I just I just don't yet. This was something I read about that I think is if if they get this rolled out into other sports, and if we ever get basketball for me on Apple TV Plus or any of these services that have this interactivity, this is the idea that. (laughs) Well, let me. I'll just ask you, Brian. Have you ever? watched a a sports a, a team that you're you're following you're a fan of and you really don't want to hear the announcers on that broadcast oh, yeah. you'd rather hear your own local like years ago i would want to hear my local uh, you know carolina sports broadcast right on the radio instead of hearing the announcers they had assigned on espn yeah. So I would ask you're, you're a homer. You're a homer is what yeah. you're saying. You would, so you I would, would listen the radio yeah. and have it now back during yeah. cable TV, when everything was more over cable, not over the internet, uh, there was maybe a second or two discrepancy right. between the radio lag. and TV, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that bad. I could still listen to it with internet streaming. There's no telling what that lag is yeah, going to be. It's, it's all over the place. Pretty unbearable. Right. Like it could be 10, 12 seconds, which is just yeah. not how you want to listen to the game. So the Apple TV plus sports capabilities for soccer. And I think for baseball as well, you know, there's a button down in the bottom right corner where you can choose what audio language you want to hear. Like if you, if it was offered in other languages, Spanish or other so forth, you could choose those audio languages in the corner. Well, for the sporting events, they rolled out where you could actually choose to listen as the audio for the sports broadcast, the home team's local radio station. I love this so yep. much. Yep. Just this idea that I could say, you know what? I'm a big, this is my team. This is my hometown team. I really want to, and I know the personalities on the radio. I would rather listen to them. They're going to be sure a little more biased to my team, which I kind of want to hear when I hear the announcers. So instead of listening to just whoever the general announcers are that uh, they, they assigned to the game, I can switch the audio and say, nope, I want to listen to the home team uh, radio broadcast. And it is the actual radio broadcast. It is you're typing into that radio feed. But all the reviews I've seen of people who use this is that it's perfectly in sync with the the game. It is an excellent viewing experience. If you like Hmm. the home team experience on the radio, you can now get that on your sports broadcast uh, built right in just with the click of a button. And I think that's just awesome. I'm so excited about that. So it is, it is the radio broadcast. My understanding was they were working towards actually having broadcasters in, 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 in both the home and away. Okay. So maybe this was their, maybe this was their inexpensive way of diving into it because we actually talked about this back when we mentioned that 
you know, MLS was going to be on Apple about all the things that it potentially was going to try out. And this was one of them that you would be able to potentially choose who you wanted to listen to while you were, you know, getting the game on. So yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Um, I don't know if that's going to be long-term the way they do it or whether they'll move towards Apple hiring someone there at both places Mm -hmm. because maybe they're making enough to where they've got someone announcing it at the game, you know, because there are, there are people at like an MLS game. There are usually people at the game that are announcing it for both, you know, both localities. Right. But my feeling is if it's just another audio stream and you can give the user an option to choose any of them, they want to, it could be a, Hey, look, I really like the home team radio station there locally. I want to hear that. Or Apple TV plus put out a commentary. That's kind of more on one team side than the other. I want to listen to that. The thing is you got choices and you can just decide which, which audio track you want to listen to. Um, what you I know why about- you know why they we know why they chose to do it with MLS, right? I mean, think about think about what's different about soccer than basketball. Everything. There's only one. There's only one time that there's a commercial. Oh, well, that's a running clock. So so the now, radio is actually you know forty five minutes straight, and you don't have to worry about the commercials being local. You know, in terms of like costs and all of that so if apple said hey by the way once we get to halftime we're going to our own commercials or we're going to our own whatever and then we'll come back jump in that's a it's a nice way for them to test it right basketball that'd be super hard because they're gonna have to say wait a minute do we want on apple the local bojangles to be a part of this do we want to cut that out do we want to kind of dive in and you know cut each one but they don't they only have to do that one time which is a a great test ground testing ground for them yeah. And also what I understand is that when now I have heard that they they offer this also on the baseball games. So they baseball is a place where okay. I mean, there are downtimes yep. with baseball. They're going to be down. Yep. And I've heard that what happens is you're basically hearing kind of the local feed of the game. So if um, the network is doing a commercial, sometimes the local radio feed will just be piping in stadium sound so you're just kind of hearing the stadium during mm. those breaks and times so okay that to me I, and again i really am kind of anxious to hop in i don't have an uh, major league baseball or mls subscription it's not something I'm, I'm planning on jumping into at that level but i would love to just get into one game and kind of just hear it yeah using a local radio broadcast on that so well um, i have the mls subscription not because oh. i paid for it but i our phone t-mobile gave us a free year of it um Mm -hmm. so i have watched one game and it was it was great Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't think it was amazingly different um yet but i think we talked about it before i mean this this was a move by apple to jump into a sport that it thinks has potential i mean obviously Mm -hmm. we're talking about us right national worldwide it's the biggest sport so you're jumping into a a a league that you think has potential it's not the big boys yet so you're not jumping onto football you're not jumping onto the nba but you're getting a testing ground and you're getting a chance to really test and i love the you know the idea they jumped on soccer which again has this 45 minutes straight Mm -hmm. no commercials whatever and they can really create a great experience not have to worry about juggling lots of things but I still think of, you know, there's going to be so many different things that can happen with a streaming network of sports. You could imagine that same drop down being the perspective 
Oh, I want I want the camera from behind the field. I want the camera from here. And basketball already does that, but they'll do it. Yeah. ESPN, one of three different stations mm-hmm. is doing the same game or the national championship game. Well, you could just pull down and decide. I want to watch or I want to split screen between the two because the video stream and the audio stream are different. You can pick them, mix and match them as long as they're synced up. Uh, I keep thinking stats, you know, it's going to be where you can just pull and say, and I think this MLS will allow you to do this to say, show me on the right side, certain stats that are going real time. And, you know, you can just imagine if you're a, you know, basketball fan, you're watching and you also want kind of the running stat on the right mm-hmm. of points per player or fouls, because you want to keep up with the number of fouls. It just, all those things can happen with a stream where it cannot happen with regular tv it cannot happen even with a regular cable it's yeah. just a it's such a uh it's such a a playground for streaming to jump into sports and really do it right and i can't wait to see what apple is able to do or any other company that really takes on the streaming and and jumps in head first i mean you know espn's had it for a long time but they've been split they don't want to they don't want to lose you as an espn mm-hmm. tv person and they want to play enough to say, all right, here's ESPN three. Here's all the things you can do on on this stream. But they haven't really jumped in to see the, how the technology is going to work. So, yeah, I think this is outstanding. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, and I can't even think about. It. I mean, on a very macro le- or micro level here, I can't think of a time where we've actually seen Apple tapping into a more traditional terrestrial analog, more traditional analog source. And providing you access to that. Like even in Apple Music, you know, you've got radio stations, but they're not terrestrial radio stations. They are right. internet-based radio stations. So it's just, I thought it was really just interesting. Not only is it a great feature for a sports broadcast, but just it is kind of interesting. Yeah, so they're basically getting a lot, you know, digital feeds of these more traditional radio stations and piping it into the platform here. So yeah, you know, I thought that was pretty neat. And I would assume the only ones that will work that way will be the ones where the radio is also piped into They're the already doing a streaming right. version yeah. of it as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think yeah. most radio stations are getting there already. Yeah. So it's not of that course. it's a big technology leap. It's more of a theoretical leap to say, right. hey, we're bringing in a radio station. You can actually listen to a standard radio station within your big digital uh, TV environment here now. So I just think that's kind of, it's kind of a cool idea. It's very fun. Yep. Yeah, that's very cool. It's something I didn't think about when we talked about on the enhancements. You talked about a lot of different audio tracks, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I totally saw that. I just never put two and two together to say, oh, but yeah, like back when Woody Durham was our announcer at the for the Tar Heel Network. If I could have listened to Woody Durham instead of yeah. hearing you know, Jay Bayless or or Dick Vitale or somebody else call my game, uh, yeah, I would have turned that on in a heartbeat and loved it. But um, it's kind of nice to see the technologies there to do it. So. Yeah. No, oh, that's great. I'm I'm kind of excited about it too. You um well let me let me piggyback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me let me piggyback here, Alan. And I'm gonna piggyback because oh wow, did it just jump me in already? Okay, you did Yeah, that. I didn't even tell it to. How did you wow. do that? Oh, I don't know. I just said uh share my screen. So on? there must be security is turned off or something. So Extreme. yeah, I jumped in. I jumped in pretty good. Well, so I want to I want to follow up with Apple TV, and and this isn't so much about announcements. It isn't so much about necessarily new tech. Um, I want to I want to follow up and kind of give an update because I mentioned this, and you and I actually talked about this 
probably one of our very first episodes, Alan, where we talked about streaming services and both of us, you know, we mentioned that, okay, Netflix was important. We both loved YouTube TV at the time. We thought we'd never get rid of Amazon Prime, not because it was good, but because it was part of Amazon <laughs> delivery and we'd always have it. And I think both of us thought that Apple has the potential for becoming a very good streaming service, mainly because of the money they have, that they have so much money that they're able to put into content services um, like this. And we thought if they really went for it, that it could be a, a pretty uh, a pretty exciting service. I would say for the first year and a half, of course, that was COVID time. So they got delayed. They did, weren't able to, to record a lots of content. We started getting the very slow drip, right? Maybe there was two or three shows that were going on at a time and they were stretching them out as long as they could. But I want to say, I think that they've started to hit their stride recently. And um, and I know you and I are going to have a little bit of a discussion about this and some maybe some different agreement. But to me, whereas probably a year ago, I would go to Apple TV Plus, the actual app, only when I knew there was something there that I wanted mm -hmm. to go find. Mm -hmm. Now this is becoming my go-to very first click outside of YouTube TV. Like if I'm if I'm logging in, I'm usually YouTube TV, let me watch the news, something like that. But this is the first app that I pull up because mm -hmm. one, it's starting to pull in my, you know, what's up next is really tapping into lots of the services. I'm less concerned about some of the others that it's not pulling in, like Netflix. I'm I'm not going to Netflix yeah. very often. Netflix so I'm less it, uh... concerned about it. It's interesting how we were all kind of a little bothered by the fact that Netflix wasn't included in yep. that up next. And nowadays I'm kind of with you. I don't really know if I miss it. <laughs> so, um, well, let me, let me remind people what up next, what we're saying is that the what's coming next here, you can see my shows that I've been kind of playing around with. So the up next is saying, well, here's, here's the shows that we have for you next, right? And from your queue, we're putting them in order based on what you need to watch. But some of these are coming from other apps. So, you know, there's, well, let's see. Well, a million little things is not, that's a part of Hulu, I think, right? And so if you click on it, it's basically showing you from Hulu we'll move what the, you want to uh, watch. away from it. It should show a little logo. To say in the bottom corner, a logo for uh, it? It doesn't, hmm. but let's see. Yeah, because those. Yeah, and I believe that I believe that one's Hulu, um, okay. and there's others, you know, like uh, sure. that may be coming from, you know, what is it? Um, I think ABC also mm -hmm. kind of taps in. There's a number of different things, but right. but Netflix would not show up. So if you had something in your queue on Netflix, it's not showing up here, and that was a conscious decision, I think, by both Netflix and Apple that we're not we're not going to work together on this. Partly because I think there's some competition there about what the future might be. Um, but anyway, so I, I look at it and say, now this is my app that I go to. And Alan, I will tell you, you can see where most of my watching is coming from. It's shows. Mm -hmm. I don't tend to watch a lot of movies right now because my watching is so compartmentalized to, you know, I've got an hour here and an hour here, and I tend not to sit down and watch a lot of movies. But from the show's perspective, I think that there's some really good stuff that's happening on Apple. You know, for for example, what Abby, we know Ted Lasso. That's that was kind of their original jump into, mm -hmm. you know, what they what a lot of people uh, really enjoyed from Apple. But extrapolations. I don't know if you've seen that one yet, but it's it's really good. Um, mm -hmm. It's about kind of climate change and the looking forward and saying what does the world look like when we're 
about ready to lose this battle of climate change and it's got a lot of good actors in it it, it, it's not a documentary series it's an actual act it's an actual no this is yeah it's an actual series and it's and it's nice because it brings in a lot of technology it says you know you're you know 20 years ahead of us right now what does things look like but also what's all the crap that's going through in terms of fires everywhere it's kind of like apocalyptic sort of thing but You know, big door prize is something that is just coming out right now, um, which I've had some uh, friends tell me is is really good. Uh, it's kind of an interesting, again, kind of spin on the world where a a uh, I think what it is is a, a local town. You know, there's a there's one of these um, uh, there, there's a like a like a video game that shows up in this department store that will give your force like a fortune teller right the fortune teller app or uh, machine shows up and everybody goes in the town starts using it and it gives you a one word like what your future is and then everybody starts changing their life towards that future it's like oh i'm going to be a singer so let's change this and it's kind of this weird you know what happens when you know you have this self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing I would just say that I think that there's a lot of good content that's starting to come through from the, uh, certainly from the services spot. Uh, I'll call attention to a couple of others that, you know, Shrinking, Alan, if maybe you ever watched Shrinking, but Shrinking is probably my favorite show that I have watched on TV in, I don't really? know, five years. Hmm. I, think it's, I think it's so good. I think it is so good. It's so I got, well done. I got a, well, all right. This isn't my TV review podcast. It is not T. It is not your TV review. No, yes, I do not ruin my TV review. I got got to the third episode and I ah, no, it's good for me yet. It's 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 so good. Severance obviously was excellent. Severance, I will say, Severance I think is one of the best TV shows I've seen in years. So I'm very happy with that. There's several that are really good. The Reluctant Traveler is good if you like the kind of uh, documentary sort of uh, approach to the real world. So you know, I don't know. There, there's just a lot more content now, which several of them that are coming out are really interesting to me. Um, good nuggets of different categories of things. And this is what I've been waiting for. I mean, the quality of which they make their shows is really good. What, I, what I've hated about Apple up to this point and this is where I think you're probably going to dive in. But what I've disliked about Apple is they've it felt it felt like they played it safe on mm-hmm. content, but they've gone heavy on production. So production quality is really good. Oh, yeah. Writing has not been good. But I also feel like they were rushing things. I really feel like they were rushing mm-hmm. and going. We're going to show you. We're going to get you. We're going to get you the best names. So we're going to get yeah. you a lot of good actors. Yeah. A lot of names. A lot of a lot, names, a lot of and money. you're going to watch because of names. And a lot then, of money put into it. Yeah, but, um, and we're going to try to get awards. And once we get awards, then we'll start taking chances. But they have well, not taken chances up until now, I don't think. So here's what's really interesting. I remember years ago when they did the big rollout of Apple TV Plus. Yep. And there was a big keynote presentation uh, that you know, uh, um, Tim. Uh, oh, Tim Cook. Yeah. Tim Cook did big keynote presentation about Apple TV plus, and they announced all these shows that were going to be part of the initial shows that came to Apple TV plus. I don't know if any of them are still on Apple TV plus. Well, so, I mean, no, the morning the, show was big. The morning the show morning was show big, was but big. it was not good, but it was first, big. First yep. season was yep. big. Second season. I mean, I, I yep. haven't heard not any so plans for a third season yet. Yeah. Uh, Steven yep. Spielberg had an ama- amazing stories reboot that yeah, didn't that go. It went one died. season. Nobody mm-hmm. did it. 
Yeah. Uh, Oprah was supposed to have a show on there. I don't think that ever either either materialized and didn't go anywhere or something. Right. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying they kind of, like you said, they went out the door with an initial batch of shows. I think everybody kind of heard the slate of shows and were like, yeah, okay. I mean, they sound interesting, yep. I guess. Yep. Uh, For All Mankind, I think, is maybe the one show that they announced in first season that has kind of picked up some steam. It's got some There's legs. Yep. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Servant by M. Night Shyamalan might have been the other one, and that one just ended this season. And yep. uh, I did Servant, watch that. Servant's I, I like that show mm-hmm. a lot. So what I think is good is that they kind of learned a little bit on what worked, what didn't work. They kind of get their focus in a little bit more on content that they thought were going to connect with people better. Um, I do think they're doing really good stuff on the TV episodic series right now. I do like their work. Well, they finally have enough to where you're not, I mean, any show that you create is not going to make everybody happy. So if you only have a handful of them, and you're gonna be up. You're gonna upset half of the people that don't think that you should have gone the way you went. But if you start to have a catalog of, say, there's ten shows that are going on that you can dabble. And as you said, you didn't like Shrinking, which I think you're ridiculous. But Shrinking, mm-hmm. I thought incredibly well written in terms of the dialogue and everything. But if you like it, great. If you don't, now there's several other things. They had not had that up to this point. They had had maybe five shows, and if you didn't like those five, you were you were done, right? That's why they gave you Apple TV for free. <laughs> they were giving it to you yeah. for free when you bought an iPhone. Um, now I think they're, to me, I feel like they're starting to hit their stride because one, we're we're hitting the wave, the end of the wave of some of their initial awards. So they got the awards, which means the actors are going to go, oh, I'll go there, which I can get an award, plus I can get a little bit more money because they've got money, and now that's a place to be. Right? Just like Netflix was 10 years ago where everybody wanted to go there, and still potentially, but that's where the money was. That's where the viewers were. That's where they started getting awards from because um, it wasn't going to be at the movie theater, and unfortunately that's not even going to be the case anymore for a while. So I don't know. I think, I think Apple TV is hitting the stride, and I would say not just the content, but I think the app is finally kind of connecting well enough that it's the place that I would go. I mean, I, I despise the app originally. I had no interest in going to it because it was useless. I would go there. Then I'd have to go out to something else to go where I really wanted to be. But now I'd say probably 75% of our viewing is coming from Apple TV, either content or what's in the up ne- up next in our Meaning that service is connected to and has Correct. a... Direct connection with which all you have to do is say, "Yeah, I want to watch that next episode of whatever that show is," and it will kick you yep. right out to the service. Uh, it, it integrates really well with Disney Plus, with Hulu. Um, yep. Yep. Others. I think that's the main two. I think it does Paramount. Maybe. I think I it also doesn't. It also do HBO. Or am I wrong? Oh that? yeah, yeah. HBO Max, mm-hmm. or as it's yep. called now, as of today, just Max. Did you hear that? Oh, really? Oh, to change to Max. Oh, I didn't know that. Max. Oh, here you go. Well, here's the here's the channels that obviously are connected, right? Paramount, Showtime, Showtime, Stars. Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. So, so I don't know. So, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that there's some really cool things, especially when I started looking at the previews for upcoming, even the movies. You know, you see, I have a couple of these movies mm-hmm. that I targeted here, like 
silo and the last thing he told me these have been kind of pumped or maybe that's a show i can't remember but i think that's a some show. of these things look look really interesting and you know obviously adam driver has one here that kind of seems interesting yeah I just, but that's but that's a that was a theatrical release that they're just bringing to the that's not on an apple tv plus oh, okay so that's yeah. not their content go, okay. go click on the apple tv plus uh tab up there the second tab oh, yeah. up there because this mm-hmm. is this is stuff that is just Apple TV Plus, like meaning yep. this is the only way you can get it. So this is all truly their their own delivered stuff here. Yep. Um, yep. So here's the thing, Brian. I'm with you on the TV content, and by TV, I'm talking the episodic series. Episodic. Put yep. Uh, but I'm a movie guy, and I tell you, I'm still very, I'm not terribly pleased with the movies that have come out of Apple TV Plus. Um, if you scroll back up, there was actually a, a column that was just movies up there. Um, scroll down a little bit, uh, right, right there, there, top, top movies. movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. As you scroll through these, they've got some big name actors. They've put yep. a lot of money into it, but I dare say I've seen half these movies and they are almost like, uh, it's so the, the analogy I use is it's almost like they, uh, somebody had an idea for a, a great movie but it had to go through like a corporate machine that kind yep. of pressed it down and squashed it and flattened it and made it palatable to a bigger audience. Yeah. And that's what we come out on the other end. Um, I haven't been terribly impressed with any of the Apple TV original movies at this point. Uh, Causeway was one I saw. I did like a lot. That was a uh, Jennifer, whatever uh, her name is. Yep. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Games mm-hmm. person. Yep. It's really good. It's a good movie. That's probably of the Apple TV movies, probably the one I've liked the most so far. Yeah. I like Coda. I like Coda. Um, Coda I thought was a good movie. Yeah, it was okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, others others are fine. I mean, I thought Finch with Dead Tom Hanks was fine. Um, it was okay. That wasn't that wasn't great. Yeah. It was it was okay. I thought Greyhound with Tom Hanks was Greyhound was good. Mm-hmm. Um if you keep on scrolling over, even Tetris, their newest one, that's like their big top movie right now, I thought was very, very dull and just not yeah. not anything what it could have been or should have been if it had been allowed to kind of breathe a bit more and not be so driven by a, what I felt like was just a corporate oversight on everything. So that's my biggest issue with the movies. Is I feel like the movies are very the, – the premises and the, the talent and the cast could make it great but they're just tampered down by the fact that Apple is still a big behemoth company that has a strict level of quality control. They put over all their product and they're not going to let their stuff get outside of that box anytime soon. Yeah. And unfortunately well, it dulls it. It just dulls yeah. it to me is that's what I feel like with the movies. So, yeah. I mean, you also have to think about the model though, right? If they only have a handful and again, they, they do only yeah. have a handful. If you're going to have a handful, you can't go out on a ledge on a handful. Because if you go out on a ledge on a handful, you lose a very large majority of people that may be offended by what you do. If you're big, like Netflix, you can go out on a limb. I do think that they're going to start going more out on a limb. Now, of course, they have the social conscious awareness, you know, and and we need to make sure that we're, you know, abiding by our mission, which, of course, is probably quite different than Netflix as a whole. Sure. Um, But I think that they... I think I, I I do. I'm I'm claiming right now. I think they're starting to hit their stride with the the regular content. The and I think that that is going to kind of cycle into 
some quality movies as well. Now, part of me says the movies just aren't as important anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, they're just not true. nearly as that's important. True. Like when someone's writing, why would you write a movie these days when you could have a series that could be trickled out, plus can go lots of different directions, plus you can, you know, take each season, you know, all this. I just think that there's so much of it. The way that we consume content, there's so few of us that want to sit down and spend two hours on something, um, especially not go to the, the theater. Um, and I think that this is where the content really uh, is starting to hit its stride. I'm hoping the movies catch up. I'm hoping that they the movies kind of spin off of some of these, like they have some good ones, and then they make a movie based off of maybe one of the series or vice versa, and then they start getting some real depth. But but I think that I think the shows are good. It, it for me to my viewing wa- view watching, which is I like to have f- several different shows that are different from one another, depending on my mood, and so I can watch one episode and then feel good about it, and then not have to worry about I'm here stuck for quite a bit of time. So we rarely watch the movies. Maybe maybe once every couple of weeks that we'll watch a movie, but. Um, now there's still quite a few things that outside of this that are I mean none of these shows that I mentioned are the um, succession, you know, which is, I think is outstanding. Right. I think it's fantastic. None of these are that right. But partly because I don't think everybody loves that. I mean, the people that are into that succession yeah, it's love not it. a, people it's that not don't, a Ted Lasso. It's not a show. It's that not has a everybody appeal right. to it's a large not an everybody of sort of thing. Yeah. 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 But people who love it. It's like, this is high quality stuff. Well, and I think even though it it's is. like an episode where yeah. I hate every single person on that show, yeah. but yet still love the, you know, the entry. My wife doesn't, she doesn't particularly care for it. So it's kind of interesting. Well, yeah. it's, it's almost like how Apple handles their technology, their uh, devices. There's always been the saying that they're going to make it to where yeah. 90% of the population will find, you know, use in it and, and will, will find a value in their product. They're not big on the niche categories anymore. They go yeah, with they're not products that are big. And I think their shows are the same way. They're yeah. Like, okay, we either could do a succession, which has rabid fans and has a yeah. deep following, but with a smaller pocket of people. Or we go Ted Lasso, which may not have the rabid fans that Secession has, but it's got a broader, much deeper group of fans, you know, in that end. So I, I see the I see the business sense and what they're doing with these shows. My concern yeah. is, at least yeah. on the movie side too, is that if you go too far with that kind of mentality, it's it's to a point now where if I hear a movie's coming out and I hear it's an Apple TV Plus movie, I'm like, ah, okay, well. I'll just wait yeah. and hear if anybody tells me it's any good. I'm not excited about it. And uh, they need to get to a point where people get excited about the stuff they're putting out before it even comes out. But you out. do remember so. that this is exactly where Netflix was 10 years ago. When they were making their content originally, their movies were not great. Their shows started getting great. And then all of a sudden they hit a couple that were absolutely like they went out and left field yeah. and really kind of – I felt yeah, like I remember I mean, clear. It's like, okay, you know, the originals. And then all of a sudden it was like, ooh, now I'm only looking for the originals because the originals are where it's at. Like they really started to push the bounds. Yeah, but I felt like they allowed Netflix everybody to out, do it, right? I think when Netflix came out with originals, though, I still felt like those originals were a little more focused on edgy. certain audiences, a little more edgy, a little more not willing yeah. to cater to the white audience. They were a little more niche audiences, which 
Yeah. I, that's my concern with Apple TV. Is I just don't know if it's gotten to the point of feeling comfortable enough to say, right. let's just make a movie that maybe is only going to appeal to 20% of, a, of, the, yeah. of the country yeah. instead of 80%, you know? And I do think that that, I really do believe that's a, that's an issue of scale. Yeah. Right. I, 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 mean, I do right believe that's all. an issue of scale. Yeah. Right. I think the scale, the scale part is it. Yeah. Yeah. Apple, Apple, as you said earlier, Apple is very guarded. They don't want to make a mistake because they want to make sure it's mainstream. They don't want to lose anybody. And until I think they get a scale when they get, you know, when they get to the point where they've got half the content that Netflix has, which is a lot, right. If they get to the point where they're just constantly throwing stuff out, well, they'll, they'll take lots of extremes. I would imagine lots of things that would offend people and all of that, as long as they still have their main, but of course they focused on their mainstream. They focused on their, their central area, but I'm to the point now where this is, this is actually my preferred spot for content for one, the app's better. I mean, I despise going to like oh, yeah. I HBO mean, Max's absolutely. app. It's horrible. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like to go to Netflix because I just get lost and I'm just give up. Right. So I've even stopped going to Netflix unless I know something's there. Um, but this is where, this is where I'm going. And again, it's, it has enough now that's keeping me interested for the little amount of time that I'm watching. So, Good. and it's so Good. funny, Alan, real quick, you know, Jeff Hartman, who was our guest last week uh, that you weren't here, obviously, but uh, yeah, now, the I know. Really, I know, know the, that, really, the episode that really went to pot is that the one you're talking about? So. Oh, that it was probably one of the best ones we've ever had. Um, <laughs> I can tell that he's not watching what's going on because I just got a text from him that said, "Hey, what are you watching on Apple TV these days besides Ted Lasso?" <laughs> and I want to respond like, uh, "Why don't you tune in and listen?" Right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Jerk. Here's a link to watch it right now because we're talking about it. So, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, well so there's I, my there's my thoughts. I think I think the shows are going good. You think the it's still watered down and weak on the movie movies. side, which I I can kind of agree. I think I think if we look at where they were one year ago, and where they were two years ago, I think we're starting to get that that cool upswing that there's going to be some, you know, like again, like Severance. Severance was big for me because Severance was probably the extreme edge. That was as close as they've gotten to something where you go. I mean, there's a lot of people that are watching like, what the hell is it? Right. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Like the mainstream yeah, was like, I, I don't it, get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. But they, they had one, right. They also had, you know, the, what was the, um, you said earlier, servant, right. I watched it and I was like, what the hell is this? Right. And other people loved it because it just was weird enough. And I think they're starting to get a few of those in extrapolations is good. Although it's, it's, you know, it's a social conscious kind of approach to something, but um, yeah, I think there's some there's some cool things happening. So well, I'm excited. I don't want to blabor this any longer, but the only other thing I'll just say, just even while you've been sitting on this screen here that we're seeing of the Apple TV interface, the other challenge yeah. Apple TV Plus has is I see that row that says binge entire seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, four of those five shows I know nothing about, and I've only heard two of those five promoted in any way, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So I see these shows and I'm like, Oh, they look interesting. The mosquito coast, shining girls, mm-hmm. truth be told and see, I've heard of C. I saw some previews for C. So I know about that one. And then I've watched yep. servant, but the other ones I'm like, oh, I, I never hear anything about them. I don't hear any promotion about right. them. I don't hear them talked about. 
So that's the, that's the concern is that they may be excellent shows, but Apple TV plus for whatever reason has just not figured out how to get those promoted in a way outside of this app. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, yeah. If, if you come to this app and you're somebody like you, Brian, that you come to this app and you're looking for new content, you see it and you watch yep. it, you're great. But if I don't open up the app, how do I know about these shows? How do I, how do I find out about them? How do you, but, you know, is it, but, them? and again, I get you, we, we need to move on, but isn't that part of the, the magic? If they promoted every one of these things, they're promoting to a niche market on each one. Some people actually get turned off by seeing that, oh, Apple's got that and I'm not interested in that. The ones that they promote, Ted Lasso, right? They're promoting, you know, maybe the the Shining. Maybe they're promoting some of these other things, uh, Morning Show. They promoted the ones that they thought, okay, the mass is going to get in there and we're giving it away for free. And we're getting in there. Even at that point, we're going to give it to you for cheaper and the idea is get you in here on the mass market ones, and then mm-hmm. hopefully you bleed. If they did all of these and everybody watched every one of them, people would have been done with Apple TV probably six months ago because there wasn't enough content to last yeah. what people would binge, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, I think things like the Mosquito Coast, which is not bad. I mean, it's a remake, but it's it's not horrible. It's not great. Um but people go, oh, okay, I'm in here now. Just like with Netflix, I'm in here. What can I watch that I haven't watched because this is my place? So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like you have to have that. And that's why I still hope that Apple TV, I'll just say lastly, I really do hope Apple at some point grabs another catalog, buys someone, Paramount, whatever, pull all their content in so that we can watch old movies as part of the Apple TV. <clears throat> and then you don't have to worry. Now people are people are in and they will find something to watch and you can continue yeah. to promote yours. Kind of like Netflix has done, but Netflix is just over overload. I mm-hmm. I just think Apple looked at Netflix and was like, the problem is people are giving up on it because it's too much, right? They just got too much that's there. So no, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's all right. Let's put that was, to bed, bro. What was what was that? An hour? What was that? An hour of yeah. uh, an hour of yes. Apple TV plus? Okay. Um, there's one other topic we wanted to talk about here as far as some, okay. some new, new things, new services. And I think you and I both have one example of this to talk about, but as a follow-up to our AI episode a couple months ago, we talked about what artificial intelligence was, was building towards in the technology space right now and how it was becoming so much more accessible to people through things like chat GBT and through, um, uh, whatever the image maker was, I already forget the name of it, but this idea of these services now being available that are powered by artificial intelligence to create content for people and help them write or draw or, or create art or whatever it may be. So we each have a, something we were going to kind of talk about as an example of something that's come about with that, that we're kind of intrigued by. Brian, do you want to go first on this and tell sure. me what you're And I don't know if you got your demo working or if we're just going to talk through this, but, um, I got I got a demo got. working, so I'll show you really quickly. Uh, I don't. I I can say this is not something that I am suggesting is a um, is a pick of mine. Is something that I am recommending people use. But I thought it was really interesting. So this is a this is one of probably four or five of these services that are out there, which is utilizing AI to do a very specific thing, which is. You give it content and it can help you summarize that content. Okay. So okay. I give it, I give it an article. 
And and I can tell how much I wanted to trim down and summarize that article and give me the bare bones of it. Um, And there's several of these. There's some that you can actually ask questions about where you might say, you know, I'm going to drop an article in and then I'm going to ask you questions. What was the main theme of this? Uh, What were the results that they had from this journal article? You know, what's the conclusion that I need to come up with, right? But this one, I'll just show you a quick example. Um, and this one's pretty simple. It's called, where are we, In- Intella PPT. Uh, and what I haven't tried yet is that you actually can make, I think, PowerPoint slides out of the content as well. But so I'm going to do a mm. quick browse. I'll pull in an article. And one thing I did find was kind of interesting. This is a paid service if you want to add larger files. But if you just want to add small files, you can do that without... Um, without a whole lot of effort. Uh, I did have some issues trying to uh, bring in a article that was uh, a PDF. You know, it said, oh, you can only do, you know, a mega or one megabyte or less. I was putting in less than megabyte. It still wouldn't take it. But I, I did grab a, power, a uh, document, a uh, Microsoft okay. Word doc. So this, this is, is an, an old full article. This, that you are this is a full in. article. Yeah, this is actually an article that, that I wrote, I don't know, 10, 10 years ago, well, 15 years ago, maybe about podcasting for health, you know, and how it could be used in the health world. You'll notice it cut off what's in there because it came up with the error, like, oh, we're only going to take a certain number of characters for an unpaid version. But here's the interesting part. So it drops in all of this and it, you know, doesn't worry about paragraphs and all of that. It's just got the content. And I can come down to the bottom and say, well, listen, I want my summary to be, you know, 20% of what is there summarize it for me and then as it's did it do it oh yeah it's still loading i think or do i need to redo this well it popped up earlier pretty quickly so i wonder if i need to refresh what's going on here nope Mm -hmm. there we go let's try it again so it'll come up and then you can do the slider which is actually kind of nice so here's the here's the file again and we're saying, let's do 20%. See if it's actually going to do it this time. But, you know, the natural 40% comes up and it maybe trims down a little bit, gives you kind of the bare bones of what's there. Then you go and say, no, let me give me 10%. That's too much. Let me get the, the summary of this. And it's taking information. Oh, there we go. There it is. So taking information now, it's just kind of giving blips that it think is pretty important from this. Right. So some of it, not very great. It's not really coming up with the keyword, but it's taking what it thinks is the key. So someone's like saying, give me the cliff notes version of what you you have there. Right mm-hmm. now, that's too mu- too little. I think that's way too little. What if I said, you know, give me give me 50 percent of what's there. And you can imagine if we had the no limits and you dropped in a, you know, a 20 page article. And you said, you know, give me 20% of that. It might pull out certain key paragraphs that it think is really interesting. Um, and you see it's limited to 3,000 characters. But what I wanted to, to get across is that this is one of the cool uses that AI is starting to do. And one of the things that a lot of companies are jumping on and saying, oh, well, I can easily look through a document, pull out certain key elements, maybe trim down a particular document based on what you want. Um, and then this particular service is, you'll see down here, I think it also has an opportunity, you know, create PowerPoint 
by summarizing the document, right? It can com convert to a PowerPoint, which is kind of interesting. So if you say, hey, I've got this really long paper, I'd like to make a quick PowerPoint on the key elements. And here you go, it's gonna pull out, make slides. And then of course you can go and adapt them at, at that point. So it's kind of an I interesting am. piece, no, right? That's great. Well, how many times do we think about it? Yeah, I do PowerPoint presentations all the time. I'm having to summarize pages and pages of information down into a few bullet points to show. So knowing that there's tools yep. that could help with that is impressive. Again, I think it's, we'll note, like Brian said earlier, this is not a recommendation. We are not saying, hey, no. you should go out nope. and use this service. This is more of a, we're showing these are services that are available now using artificial intelligence to accomplish these yep. tasks that people struggle with sometimes. And, uh, this is an educational thing. There are cool things popping up that you should take a look at and see if it works for you, um, see if it makes sense for you. There's some free ones. There's paid ones. I, I would imagine right now a lot of them are paid because they're trying to take advantage of the new tech and say, well, come come get a service with us because in a the future there's going to be open source versions of this. So let me try to strike while the iron's hot. So yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. So anyway, I, 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 I want to go ahead. <laughs> we we have a little bit you of a delay ahead. going on. With you go ahead. It sounds like that. You, no, go, no, ahead. you go ahead. No, go you ahead. go ahead. <laughs> um, no, I think that this is, <laughs> I think this is a, uh, I think this is kind of exciting. Uh, I know there's a lot of fear um, regarding uh, AI and its use with things like documents and content and who created it. I'll sell you on a side, Alan. Our university just recently had to update its plagiarism rules to make mm -hmm. sure the plagiarism does not say things by a person. We changed person to a person or thing so that it's clear that we didn't mention any particular services because we knew that they're going to change. But we clearly say that you may not turn in something that is has been created by something else as opposed yeah. to just someone else. And uh, I mean, it's all because of this. But at the same point, I look at it and go, gosh, I love the fact that if I need to be able to get to some content, you know, I've got a, the company I work with was trying to write some code. And we just joked in a meeting the other day, they're like, gosh, just, why don't we just ask ChatGPT and see if it can come up the code for this particular filtering. And we laughed, we put it in there, sure enough, boom, <laughs> there it is, right? There's the code yeah. that we were attempting to write. Now, whether it's right or it not, is. I don't know, yeah. but yet it came up pretty quickly, which is nice. So, yeah. Crazy stuff. Well, that's interesting. I'm curious about that because we've talked about with AI and using chat GPT is to create content. We were needing it to write things or develop things for us. This tool you're showing is kind of going the opposite direction. Something's already been written. I need to boil it down to yep. summary, bullet points, PowerPoint, whatever it may be. It's nice. You can kind of come at both directions from the content and what you're wanting to do with it. Well, Brian, I've got an example of some new AI I've stumbled across. And I was so excited because I really thought I was going to have the demo for this ready in time to show the final result of this service. But unfortunately, I don't. Um, I was not aware that it was going to take 24 to 48 hours to complete this process I'm going to show you. So unfortunately, it's got to be a cliffhanger. I'm going to tell you about the service. I'm going to show you what we're doing, but I will not be able to show you my outcome and final result until next episode we get together, okay? But okay. 
we've been talking about some really important uses of AI. I don't know if this falls into that, but I personally think it's pretty interesting. Um, creating professional studio quality headshots based on your own iPhone or, or camera roll photos you've got that you can upload to them. <laughs> so okay. this is a service. It is $17. And for $17, you get flat or $17 a month. No, $17 one time to get okay. 100 professional quote, professional studio quality headshots generated from <laughs> your photos. Okay. So as you see the examples okay. here, there's the one that's the photo you provided on the left. This is the headshot you get on the right. Okay. Jeez. Right. There's some recent clients supposedly who got their headshots done by this service. Um, you log into the studio, you pay for your credit, which again, $17 gives you a hundred AI images. You upload between 10 and 20 of your own photos and they do specify it needs to be photos that are just your head and shoulder. And you can, it gives you a tool to crop them as you're uploading it. If there are other people in the shot, but they want a variety, different backgrounds behind you, different lighting and all that. So I just went through my camera roll and found 20 photos and uploaded them earlier today. Paid my 17 bucks. Oh, you did this. Oh, excellent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And this is the examples that they show on their website. Now, granted, I realize these are probably the most, the best examples they've got to show of the, of the technology, but I'm very curious how this is going to come about. Yeah. I'm very, yeah. very curious. You look at these outcomes, the photo on the left turning into the studio shots on the right. Okay. Now let me show I mean, you. So you're really, are you really going to test the theory? Like you can't polish a turd here, right? I mean, you really are <laughs> trying to test that. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's took, see. Let's see what happens. I took these photos. <laughs> oh, so good ones. Okay. Yeah. These are the photos I submitted. Okay. okay. Yep. A little variety yep. going on. I got different facial expressions. My hair is different lengths and different photos, different mm. lighting, different all that. That's the photo selection I uploaded. Okay. Oh my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. And it is now in the process of generating it. When you upload your photos... You get to then say, what are my preferences? What type of studio photo shoot do I want? And you get to choose two or at least two styles. Business studio, business outdoors. So I could be outdoors business guy, uh, mm -hmm. business office, casual studio. And I accidentally cut off the names below, but you basically have a outdoor sporties, a sporty guy. You got a neon one where you're all around neon lights. Um, you got more a little more athletic, a little bit more outdoorsy. Mm -hmm. And then a very casual approach. So I chose a couple of these styles and said, okay, yeah, let's go with those. Uh, now you went with neon, right? I did not. See, I actually read the instructions wrong. I thought you were only supposed to choose two. So I just selected two of these. I did not realize that you could select at least two. So I could have selected uh, all and gotten a full oh. assortment of photos with all these styles. And I did not realize hmm. that. So, um, Once I hit submit after I upload my photos, it just tells me I got to hang on. And now this is where I am in the process. It is, I am waiting. Oh, bummer. And it's telling me. So we were, we were literally another, sitting here hoping. Yeah. Yeah. And it's saying it could be another several hours before it's available. Um, so I'm super curious how this is going to turn out. Um, hmm. I will say this, Brian. I, we have a photo studio at, my, at, at our offices. I have done headshots for people like realtors and other professionals in the area. 
Uh, it's not something I like doing, but it's we have a studio set up. We got a good camera to do it. It works. Um, yeah. But if this service works, <laughs> I have no problem saying, you know what? Uh, whoever needs a headshot, send me a bunch of photos. I'll take care of it for you. We're going to push sure. you through this service. And this could be kind of cool. I realize those examples on their website are probably the most extreme positive outcomes of their service. Sure. Yeah, I'm probably going to come yeah. up with two noses on me or something like that on these shots. I don't know, but we will definitely find out here in the next couple of days. And at the mm. next episode, I will come back and show you the whole assortment of a hundred headshots that I received based on these 20 photographs I uploaded. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Great. One of the photos I uploaded, I realized afterwards uh, has a little cat inside of it. Mm. <laughs> you see the cat on my shoulder. Yep. I hope yep. I didn't screw that up by there all of a sudden now being something furry growing into my Oh, AI there's going to be a portrait. big ha- cat head coming out of yours and the headphones. There's going to be headphones and cat heads, yeah, yeah. right? That's going to be those two well, things. I, I kind of wanted to try it out. Like I did, you know, there's there's 20 photos. Most of them yep. I have no headgear on. I think there's really one with a hat and one with headphones. Everything else is pretty clean. And then I got a cat on my shoulder in one photo. Um I'm oh, and you also have a, how a weird, a weird, a weird person in the back of one of them as well, right? On the second row to the right, you have Where's the that? the next to the last oh. two, the two next. To the- <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, oh, that's right. That's when I went to a, uh, I was at a uh, comic book convention, and a guy was dressed up like Moon Knight behind me, so I forgot he was <laughs> nice. there. So. That that might get merged into my uh that might get merged into my 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 headshot as well. I don't know. I actually just so Alan, when you were what this does. When you were reading about this, was there any discussion of does it say that there's any curation that happens? Or is this all so AI generated? It is all AI, but they do have an add-on feature that they say. Let me see if I can find it. Yep. Uh, for customers that want an extra human touch on their portraits, we offer okay. human editing at $10 a portrait. So what it means is we're going to get true AI-generated photos. If yep. there was one of those, I said, wow, that's really cool, but it just needs to be polished up. It just needs to be really made yep. professional. I could pay another 10 bucks and have them do it for that okay. one photo. Because um, I was wondering, you know, with $17, right, when you're actually having someone pay – it seems as though there would be a benefit for this company to make sure that at least someone takes a look at, oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna let that one that has a growth coming out of his throat, which is a cat, you know, that is look like you know a comic book character. We're not gonna let that go through. We'll trim that one out and just let the the next ones, because if not, then you're gonna get pissed off people and you're gonna get people saying, mm. you know. Why did I spend that money? So I wouldn't be surprised if the AI engine is doing it, but then there's someone back in the back, which is why it's taking so long. Someone back in that's going to go, yeah, you know what? We've we've got another filter we put through that at least drops out some of the weird things that are happening. And then as it learns, because again, machine learning learns, right? It is learning over time. And then eventually it's doing it all, you know, perfectly. But um, well, this is super cool. I'm excited for you. They're very specific about the fact that they really want you to follow the guidelines they provide. Yeah. Which the guidelines were a lot of eliminate shadows on your face, which half the ones I did have have shadows on my face. I realized that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lighting needs to be good. Half my photos, the lighting is not great. So I realized that's probably going to be a little bit of their out as to say if you know, the quality is not great. It's like, well, these weren't the best photos you uploaded uh, on all cases. Yeah. 
So that is probably going to be a little bit of the out for them is uh, to say, hey, you know, if you put if you give us really well lit, high quality iPhone photos with great lighting and great background behind you, we can turn out good results. So mine may be a little weird. I don't know. We will certainly see. Well, and and there's a you know the whole garbage in, garbage out, right? You yeah. what would be really interesting is to figure out what is the best method. So then maybe people that come to you for headshots will you can educate them on what type of photos you need them to go and either take that night. It's like go and just take yeah, sure. these, but mm-hmm. do it in this lighting. So now there's some training that happens about let's put the best photos in that I know will result in the best photos out. And uh so maybe there is still some opportunities to take, you know, provide some education there. So well, I'm curious what this is going to turn out. This particular company is called Try It On AI. So Try It okay. On AI. And they have another service on here I didn't really go into much, but is a AI stylist, which is something I completely expected there to be a lot of these coming about. The idea that you could yep. actually get recommendations of how you would look with different types of clothes on and different types of outfit. So you can really see how it would look on you before you go out and buy any. So again, this is exactly what I knew AI was going to be doing for us and doing more of as we go along. So uh, that's kind of cool. That one's a little more, that one makes sense to me. That one, I think it's a pretty easy lift. The, The headshots I am very curious about because I just, I haven't seen AI be terribly accurate when it comes to people's faces yet. But given that I sent them 20 photos of my face and from different angles and heights, I'm wondering if they can actually create a really solid, good-looking AI headshot from this. Yeah. So, yeah. so next episode, I will have these to share. Uh, Brian, I'll tell you, if they come out really, really bad, I'll probably be sharing them with you even earlier than that. Um, just oh, I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah. Well, we'll definitely have and if they're, really, really, if they're really, really good, we may never see your actual face again. We may just see a video of these of these perfectly posed. Well, the, the uh, next thing is, is that glamour I pick shots. One of these headshots, I'm like, that's the way I want to look for the rest of my life. Then create the AI avatar of me with that face so everywhere I'm on a Zoom call or whatever. Sure, I just want to look yep. like this new headshot guy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll see. Go. I'm extremely curious. I cannot wait to get these back and see if they're terrible or if they actually pulled off something pretty impressive. So. Yeah. Now you purposely did you purposely try to keep your pictures within a certain time frame? I mean, you know, yeah. not doing something twenty years ago, but doing something yeah. within the last, you know, five years that somewhat mm-hmm. represent you. Yeah. Yeah. I did I definitely wanted, you know, like my beard and all that. I wanted to kind of have that at least in place. Yeah. Like gray hair yeah. and all that. So yeah, these are the last like four years of photo, three to yeah. four years. Uh, I didn't want to stretch it too far with the AI, but you know, I did throw in a cat on my shoulder. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Nice. Well, for people that are t- tuning in, looks it, like uh, sorry. yeah, this, that was fantastic. That that all of a sudden the show just got better. I don't know what just happened there, but we had some really cool conversations happening and, so and you were gone I have and AI producing the show and AI is basically saying, Alan's talking too much. We're going to remove him from the show for a minute <laughs> to let it reset and just bring Brian back in. So that's what it did. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's and cool. Alan. I, side, I'm so. excited for you. 
I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited to see because honestly, 17 bucks for a hundred, not bad. I mean, if it, if well, it turns out good, it depends. that's money well spent. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if it turns oh. out good. Yeah, or it could be, oh my God, I can't believe I spent $17 to get this stuff. So. No, no, no. So, so here's what I would tell you, Alan. And and you decide how you take this. If it's really good, you're going to be happy you spent 17 bucks, right? Yes, if it's yes. really bad, I will pay the 17 bucks to have those pictures. <laughs> I will pay you the money Fair if enough. you will give me those bad pictures. Fair I want enough. I want a cat in a comic book character growing out of the side of your head and i will want that i will use that <laughs> so if it's uh, bad i i would i'd be happy to pay i'll pay you 18 dollars for it so you can make a dollar if you'll give me your bad pictures i totally did not so, realize i still had moon knight in those two characters two photos behind me so. <laughs> uh, we'll uh, love happens. it love it Let's do it. All right. AI. We're we're in the infancy, but we are in some really interesting uh, interesting times. Yeah, so that's absolutely gonna be cool. Well, Brian, I think we're gonna okay. wrap it up. So we've talked Google Maps working with national parks. We've talked Apple TV content. We've talked Apple TV sports and some cool features with audio uh, radio broadcast. And we've talked about AI, uh, both summarizing documents and content, as well as now possible headshots that you could get from uh yeah. from your yeah. own ai generated service so fun stuff uh brian if anybody wants to kind of chime in talk with us or maybe give us some examples of things we've already talked about that we can talk about in a future episode how can they do that they can send us an email at info at the mesh.tv and um if you're willing to pay $17, uh, I'd be happy to send you one of these pictures that Alan gets from his service. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we got a hundred of them. So we can make a lot of money if you would like to have one of these really, really bad pictures that I think wow. you might be getting. Um, <laughs> we can make a lot of money from this. So uh, you can also go to our website at www.brothers-n-tech.com. Brian, and, uh, I keep hitting the refresh button out. on the page that's supposed oh, to show me the results. Cause I'm, I am willing to go another 10 minutes if it, if it comes. Yeah. I'm really think, willing. Damn. We may be calling in a special uh, episode, special recording emergency <laughs> recording <episode laughs> to unveil these shots. So, <laughs> special report, special report. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go and wrap it up. Thanks everybody for watching or hanging out with us tonight for a little while. We will be back next week with another topic on home, family, or personal technology. Until then, this is Brothers in Tech, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.